0: If you crack open an American history book, it's sure to be filled with founding fathers, bloody wars, and the inventions that brought this country to the industrial age. But there's a whole other world that waits for us in the shadows. Tales of unlikely heroes, world-changing tragedies, and legends that are unique to this country's spirit. So join me, Lauren Vogelbaum, for a tour of American history unlike any other, through a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Aaron Menke's Grim and Mild. Get ready for American Shadows. Listen to American Shadows on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. On Crook & Chase Nashville Chats, a visit with global superstars Brian Kelly and Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line. Now, they've made history with their music and have been just as successful offstage.
1: However, there's one thing they've decided they won't do during the pandemic. You'll learn what and why. Plus, a chat about what they'll explore next and fashion, family, and out of nowhere, butt skiing.
0: (laughs) It's Tyler and BK with C&C. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right.
2: The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre-Show. What's everybody doing this weekend? Amy?
3: i just hanging out. I guess we'll probably play with the kids outside.
2: Do they want to swim in the pool every day since you have a new swimming pool?
3: Not every day, but I would say every other day. So Shira, sometimes it's because she has braids in, and which is great, but it's still a pain to wash and they take forever to dry her extensions, so... She's more worried about that, and then Stevenson will piggyback off of her, you know? Oh, so she doesn't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But probably swim. Yeah, for sure. And grill out. Just be at home. We're trying to hunker down again just so that we're protective as the kids start to go back to school in like a week and a half. Yeah. So we'll see. What about you?
2: I got to record this video for the Andy Roddick roast, which I'll do today after the show. By the way, there's a new episode of the Bobby cast up today, and the guests are... Mike, who's our guest? Okay, we, we do another round of Musician, Beat the Musician and Music Trivia with Adam Hambrick. Um, we talk about the big music songs, records that are coming out this week. We're also talking about artists whose biggest hit was a cover song. And a lot of that, you know, Adam stuck around and we did this, and he was like, I didn't even know that was a cover song. So uh, check out the BobbyCast. If you finish this and you want another podcast, mostly music-related, check out the BobbyCast. Uh, speaking of just that, did I answer your question? Yeah. Doing the roast. Then just... Yeah. I'm working, we're closing locate. on this little cabin on Monday in Arkansas.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, you don't have to be there anymore, which is great. So we'll just sit at home, virtually close, and... Oh, really? hmm
3: Oh, that's cool. I'm
2: not sure how that would have happened if it wasn't virtual, because I couldn't have been there anyway.
3: Oh,
2: uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, nothing. Hang out. Uh, let's do Flashback Friday real quick. Flashback Friday! 2000 was the year... Cowboy Take Me Away from, at that time, the Dixie Chicks was the biggest country song. It's the Chicks now, but they were the Dixie Chicks then. The biggest pop song was It's Gonna Be Me from NSYNC. me. the biggest thing in pop culture on this day in 2000, Brad Pitt married Jennifer Aniston. They married atop a bluff in Malibu overlooking the Pacific Ocean in a wedding that cost a million dollars. They were married for five years, so 200,000 bucks a year, breaking it down. They would have celebrated their 20th wedding anniversary if they were still married, but alas, they're not. Their divorce was finalized October of 2005, and Angelina Jolie gave birth to Brad's daughter Shiloh in May of 2006. Read into that what you will. Okay. You read anything? Yeah. Did so, you ever like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Brad Pitt? I did. Me too. Mm-hmm. Thought that was good. That was a good movie. Mike D has a movie podcast called Mike D's Magic Mike. Wait. Movie Mike's
3: Movie Podcast.
2: That's it. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking about Tom Hanks movies, the best and the worst. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, I asked a bunch of people on Twitter what they thought the best and the worst were. The best Tom Hanks movie is Forrest Gump.
3: I it, would agree, I guess. He's got so many good ones, though.
2: Yeah. I think overall, though, I'd have to le- lean into Forrest Gump. Did that win? That got number one, top yeah. three, yeah. What would number two be in your mind?
3: Big? Or is that too old?
2: No, no, there's no rule. Okay. No, in your mind. Yeah, big. You go big?
3: Yeah, I go big. Big's in the top three for me.
2: Number two came in Saving Private Ryan.
3: Oh, that's also good.
2: No not one of my top five. What else? And then number three was A League of Their Own. That was oh, good. That's
3: good. What about Turner and Hooch?
2: Old, but yeah.
3: older. <laughs> oh, so, these are still Tom Hanks <laughs> yeah, movies yeah, 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 yeah. that I like. <gasps> What about, what's that other one? Oh, um. I can't think of any Tom Like Hanks a love movie. story one.
2: Sleepless in Seattle? Yes. we well, did two of them. Sleepless oh, in Seattle. Oh, and AOL. You got then mail. you got mail, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: What was the worst? The worst one was Castaway.
3: Well, I yeah, like Castaway. he doesn't talk the whole time. I mean, to but the he volleyball. Acts, he
2: acts the crap out of that movie. I know,
3: he's great, but I wouldn't put it in my top.
2: I like Castaway. What else? And then uh, The Terminal. Never saw it. Yeah. And then uh, The Da Vinci Code. Really enjoyed it.
3: Oh, should I watch that? I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't. I
2: enjoyed it. I read the because book. Because there's a
3: series, right? There's like three. There's
2: three of them, yeah. Yeah. There are. I don't yeah. think I ever saw the second or third, but I enjoyed it enough to enjoy it while I was watching it. Um, so, are you? Uh, what, what's up with that Tom Hanks movie on Apple, Apple TV Plus? Yeah, Greyhound. You watched that? I watched it. I think the only good thing about it is it's under an hour and a half.
3: So it wasn't good? No. Well, we thought about starting it because it's about World War II?
2: Yep. Is that why you didn't like it though? No.
3: No, because those movies can be interesting. Especially, is it a true story?
2: It's based on a novel based on a true story. Okay. So it's based loosely. What did you not like about it? Uh, nothing really happens. I mean, it's them on a boat, and oh, that's sp- about it.
3: <laughs> well, speaking of him on a boat, what about I Am the Captain Now? Where's that? Oh, that's
2: good. Uh, captain Phillips.
3: Yeah, did it make the list?
2: Uh, not the top three. Wow. That's a pretty good one, though, too. hmm
0: All
2: right, we're going to get to today's show. We spent a lot of time with Dan and Shay, so check it out. We're going to go have a good weekend. Everybody, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the BobbyCast. Amy's got four things. Amy Brown and Lunchbox Ray and Eddie have the sore losers. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) See you guys.
0: On Crook & Chase Nashville Chats, a visit with global superstars Brian Kelly and Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line. Now, they've made history with their music and have been just as successful offstage.
1: However, there's one thing they've decided they won't do during the pandemic. You'll learn what and why. Plus, a chat about what they'll explore next and fashion, family, and out of nowhere, butt skiing.
0: <laughs> it's Tyler and BK with C&C. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to Podcasts.
4: Uh, Come on, Bobby. Bobby Transmitting right. across America. Turn it up. Hey. This is the
3: Bobby Bones Show. Let's go.
2: What's up, guys? Welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. 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 You've been following the Ellen DeGeneres show and the drama there?
3: No. What happened? Whether
2: well, like, it's an unhealthy work environment.
3: Oh, yes, yes. That part? Mm-hmm.
2: So, a couple And I da- ch-
3: I've chosen not to believe it, but what's happening?
2: Well, a couple days ago then the head company goes, we should probably investigate this too. It started as a BuzzFeed article where they talked to a bunch of people that used to work there and a couple that still do. Then they have gone now to the next level where they're investigating the, comp- the, the the organization. Which, by the way, I've heard Ellen's not the most pleasurable person, but she doesn't have to be. You can be somebody on TV and then you can just be a complete introvert off the air. I have no problem with that. You're performing. I would say when people meet me, they're like, he doesn't talk. Yeah, that's right. I tell you all my talky 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 Then when I go home, I got nothing. I just sit in the corner and stare. <laughs> now, I don't know if she's mean or not. There are some of those stories, but I'm just saying it's okay to, as a performer, a lot of comedians are like that. You go out, funny, larger than life. You go back, you're like, oh. you become a comedian because you are so cut off from folks and, and able to connect. That's Regardless, I'm yeah. not sticking up for her. I'm just saying- I understand that. That there's, uh-huh. but now that she's under fire because people- are saying that no one gets to talk to Ellen. You don't approach her. You don't look at her. So? and I have to. Steve Harvey have that? But I have to be the one to go, imagine if you opened the door and said, hey, everybody can talk to Ellen. All day long, you're going to have 40, 60, 90 people stopping her in the hallway all the time. You're going to have people going, hey, Ellen, can I get five minutes? I want to pitch this idea. So I don't know what's happening in this workplace. I feel like now everybody's jumping on Ellen because she's the easy person to pile on to. Again, don't know what's happening at the show. But I do see a lot of these headlines are now skewing toward finding reasons to write mean articles. The producer calls this this, uh, writer and says, "Uh, No one is able to talk to Ellen. You don't talk to her. You don't approach her. You don't even look at her. She'll come in. She'll sit down. She'll talk to Richard, and then Ellen will leave. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you have a staff of 300 people, can you imagine all of them trying to find their perfect two minutes? you would mm-hmm. never get to walk down the hallway. When Steve Harvey sent out that email and was like, hey, guys, when I'm walking down the hallway, can we just chill for a minute? Because this is like the sacred time that I get. And everybody was bashing him. But I was like, can you imagine if you're Steve Harvey on a talk show or Family Feud and everybody that wanted to take 30 seconds with you tried to get 30 seconds with you? All those 30 seconds would be 20 minutes, which would be three hours. Anyway. Yeah, no, I get it. That's all. I have a rule here, too. A Corona rule. Nobody stops me in the hallway. But the other part is nobody's ever in the hallway, so it doesn't matter. I just say that out loud. Yeah. There's nobody down on our floor, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm, it's empty. And our hallway is like, spread mm. spreading my arms out this wide. I feel like we're going into a cave sometimes. Or like a mine.
3: Yeah. But we don't, you don't have that. You, I'm just clarifying, like you get introverted and you don't have much to say, but you're still nice to people. Here, Look, You haven't had to implement that rule yet.
2: Because nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to talk to me.
3: Yesterday, you were leaving, and I needed you, and I yelled, but I was in your office with the door shut, and I heard you leaving, and I was like, wait, Bobby, wait. Did I come back? No. No. Rude.
2: I don't go in my office that much anymore. My girlfriend says that this place is like Wuhan.
3: She, oh, because everyone's Because everybody has corona? It. Uh-huh. Because we
2: have two people of our, our little circle, and uh, so she's like, how was Wuhan today? hmm And... She's like, well, people are walking down that hall that had it. Because I'm like, well, the other guy that works here that has Corona, he, didn't, he never came in the studio. He just stayed around. But he was in the hall. But she was like, he's in the hall. And I'm like, well, I don't touch anything in the hall. Keep my hands, my arms at my side. And I walk right to the studio, right to my desk.
3: And you hold your breath the whole way to your car.
2: I'm, i am I hold my breath the whole show.
3: <laughs> You're not breathing right now. So, yeah, until we
2: walk out of here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just thought I'd stick up for Ellen a little bit. I, don't know, if yeah, I mean, we don't know if she's a nightmare, but I feel like they're being a little unfair. Just imagine if everybody of all three, four hundred, even one hundred were able just to go and try to get time with Ellen. No way. She should have like two or three people she talks to mostly. And then other people, if she wants to call them in, she could talk to them.
3: Yeah. I wonder what it's like for Oprah. What's the story there?
2: She probably spends an hour with everybody.
3: Probably. Probably. Gives, sol- solves their life's problems, gives them advice and wisdom on everything.
2: Touches them, they feel better. It's mm-hmm. like those old, when I was a kid, you'd have uh, on random channels at 3 o'clock in the morning, those guys, you'd have someone w- come up with a walker, and they, the preacher would touch their head, and they'd fall down and get up, and they'd be healed.
3: Yeah. That's not real. Wait, what? That's I bought, not I bought real. all those tapes. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. It's not real. Okay. <laughs>
2: this is Mitchell from North Dakota. Hey, Bobby. Love the show. Been listening to the show since you guys moved to Nashville.
4: And yesterday you mentioned Andy Roddick on the podcast, and I always wondered how your friendship came about. I'm a
2: huge tennis fan. Anyway, hope you have a great day, and shout out to the sore Losers. First off, uh, I, have a, I have to record my roast for Andy today. He's doing a virtual roast for charity, and I made some jokes, and they're really mean. And they're funny one by one. But when you do like 10 of them in a row, you start to really feel bad. Yeah. But they're like, roast him!
3: Yeah, I mean, that's the point.
2: But I'm close with him, or I It's like, how close do I get?
3: I think you go all in. Like, this is for... But
2: some of it, though... A good mm, cause. No, I get it. But some of it, though, I, I don't feel comfortable unless I take shots at myself, too. And, like... Because, again, uh, here, here's the quick story. Andy and I were both in Austin... We started hanging out a little bit. Then we started hanging out all the time. And I would travel with him to tennis tournaments. He would come on the show. Uh, we just really, really became great friends. So, uh, I was gonna read you one of them that I'm not gonna use, but it probably cuts a just little say too it. deep. No, it if I cut, you're not gonna use it.
3: Okay, just do it. it's fine.
2: Well, so when my <laughs> I don't know about it. So when my mom died, mm-hmm. he they, he flew to the funeral, but couldn't land yeah, because there was too much fog there. Yeah, because he flew his. You know, rich person plane. And so he couldn't land. He was like, dude, we're, we're above Hot Springs now. We can't land. The only place we can do is go to like um, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and then that would take three hours. So I'm not doing this one. So he tried to fly to my mom's funeral, but his private jet couldn't land because of the fog. Funny, I don't remember there being fog that day. I do remember Andy tweeting a photo of him and John Legend that day. I guess I just got out star ranked.
3: Oh, hmm. Did he really tweet? No. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Just but I have like I have pages and pages of them. I have to decide today what I'm going to put inside the roast. Mm. He did have the lowest one of the lowest rated SNLs of all time when he, he hosted. Yeah. Ooh. I know. Oh,
3: well, that's sad.
2: Luckily Ashley Simpson happened and kind of saved his butt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll see how that goes. But Andy and I have been friends for a long time. Uh here is voicemail number 2. Hi, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Um, This question is for Eddie. I know that you had coronavirus or have coronavirus. What was the first symptom or sign that you decided that you were like, okay, maybe I need to stay home? I would just love to know because I possibly have been exposed to it and am starting to not feel so well. All right. Thanks, guys.
5: Eddie, what you got? I mean, it was definitely a different feeling than anything else I've ever had. I woke up. I remember waking up, my joints hurting, my bones hurting everywhere, and just major fatigue and a little bit of kind of chills as I was driving. I think the main thing that really sealed the deal was when I couldn't smell anything and I was like, okay, I've got corona.
2: Yeah, the nose thing was when we were like, uh-oh, because we didn't know if he had it. Then he broke the news he couldn't smell, and then and we're, we're like, like yeah, that's having- it, he's got it.
3: There's, yeah. What else do you have? You
2: know? I think the first sign of him getting it to me was when he drove past the Welcome to Florida sign.
3: <laughs> you felt it? Yeah.
2: yeah. You're so dumb. <laughs> I went to Florida on vacation. Um, Eddie is cutting out a little bit, but that's because he's doing the show from his bed right now because he's not able to come in because of coronavirus. Uh, here is voicemail number three. Hey there, morning studio. Um, I've recently started dating
4: a vegetarian, and I don't eat any vegetables. So I wonder if you have any
0: recommendations for some starter vegetables for me. Uh, Thanks. Love the show.
2: You know what's oddly pretty good? The name of it is not, but it tastes pretty good if you don't really know what you're getting. is tofu. Yeah. Like the name tofu does not sound like it's going to be good. It kind of sounds frou frou. Mm Mhm. I guess that's why I think that tofu sounds frou frou.
3: So does tempeh, and it's good.
2: So I would say starter vegetables that you can get easily, like I'm a broccoli and cauliflower guy. I think you can put enough on that to kind of hide that a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tofu is good. You can find some Chinese soups with tofu where it feels like it's meat. Some of those Impossible Burgers, like the veggie burgers at certain restaurants, are great. What do you, what would you recommend?
3: Yeah, and the some of the burgers are really good cuz they use beets in them and so when you cut into them it kind of looks like it's bleeding. <laughs> So what the? So they do that so it looks like meat. What okay, a so
2: weirdo! Feel,
3: and he's like, when you cut
2: it, sometimes you can hear the calf scream, but it's just because it's the sound of the butter knife going into the vegetable.
3: What, no. are, what is wrong with I, no. bleeding? Stop! That's appealing to you? No, it's not appealing to me. I don't know. He might be a, a rare kind of guy or a, a medium rare, so he can still have a little bit of the pink, and it's it can deceive his eyeballs, and he'll think, mm, I'm getting my normal hamburger.
2: All right, there you go. There your starter vegetables. Uh, Here is voicemail number (laughs) five.
3: I have an ethical question for you. I ordered an online
4: order from a store and it was being shipped to the wrong address. So I called and canceled. However,
0: it's still being shipped to the address that is now being forwarded to my house. I have not been charged for the order at all. The pending charge did not go through,
4: but it is still being delivered to my house. Do I keep it, or do I send it back? I feel like Amy and Lunchbox will be able to tell me, along with you, and I would love to
3: know the answer. Uh,
2: Did you understand what she was saying? Kind of. She bought something. It went to her old address, and she was like, oh, I'm gonna cancel it. So she canceled it and get charged for it, but that old address forwarded it to her, so now she has it. Ew. What should she, I, just, listen, just keep it. You got lucky. Chalk it up as something lucky, and then make... Make somebody else happy in a in a way they didn't expect. Okay, unless it's like a small business, I think yeah. then it's a little different.
3: In some place, oh yeah, it depends on who it's from. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it's easy to just return, and that way it's not on your.
2: And then buy another one though. That's the thing. About it. She probably needs it.
3: Okay, it's if probably you- a prescription. Well, whatever. I guess it just depends. There's so many parts of the story we don't know, but I say return it.
2: I say keep it, but then do something for somebody else. Okay. Just because you're going to return it, they're probably just going to throw it out anyway, depending on what it is. All right. There you have it. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all the voicemails. You can call us 877-77-BOBBY. Have at it. We cleared out the box for today. Thank you. Let me encourage you that if you're downloading podcasts, you're streaming on this weekend, check out my music podcast called The Bobby Cast there's a new one up. We played another round of Can You Beat the Musician at Music Trivia with Adam Hambrick. Uh, we always talk about the big five releases this week, which include uh, Dan and Shay Song, at which they're going to be on just a little bit. But uh, check out the uh, BobbyCast. It's a music podcast. There you go. Uh, let's go to Fun Fact Friday. Fun Fact Friday. Yay! We got five fun facts all the way counting down to number one. Here we go. Number five.
3: So President Lyndon B. Johnson was so picky about room temperature. I pulled this fun fact because it made me think of you, Bobby. So listen carefully. He was constantly asking the Air Force One flight crew to change the temperature of the cabin. Eventually, they installed a fake dial for him to control the temperature and he stopped complaining. But it didn't alter anything. He just thought he was controlling it.
2: I know when it's high temperature in this room. I walk in and sometimes I'm just boiling sweat.
3: I mean, hey, lunchbox, do we need it's to install freezing a, we need in to here. install a fake temperature yes. thing so you can see us? The temperature's pressing
2: probably sixty eight right now. It's a great temperature for having to think quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Four. So speaking of presidents, uh, the presidents get free rent at the White House, but they pay for pretty much everything else, like groceries, housekeeping, parties, vacations, and toiletries.
2: What? I bet you somebody else ends up getting that check, though. What? Like, they can't work out a deal with Food for Less?
3: I have no idea. A little I just Randall's gift card here there to the president. I mean, because they don't get, based for their job, I mean, I get they get a lot free, but for... Being the leader of our country, oh, yeah. they don't get paid that much, right?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Number three.
3: So Geico came up with its gecko mascot in 1999 when there was a Screen Actors Guild strike that kept them from using live actors.
2: <laughs> That'll show them. Yeah,
3: and here the gecko is still around. That thing was in the 90s. Things been around that long? 1999. Dang, it's like the Energizer
2: Bunny. That thing keeps going too. Get it? Going? Going? And going, nice. and going.
3: Number two. So the mascots on kids' cereal boxes, like Tony the Tiger, they're drawn with their eyes looking slightly downward. And that's a trick to make sure that if the boxes are up on a shelf and there's little kids at the grocery store, when they're looking at the cereal, the mascots making eye contact with the kids.
2: Oh, that's fun. Huh. Number one.
3: And I was this many days old when I learned that... Kokomo is not a real place. It's fictional. thought this was a real place in the Caribbean that the Beach Boys sing about, but there's no island off the Florida Keys. Or in the Caribbean, uh, the Beach Boys just wanted to sing about a place that represented all these things. And I guess in Indiana, there is a place called Kokomo, but it's nothing like this. I had no idea. Me either. I always thought you could go to Kokomo.
2: I never thought about it. I just assumed it was a place.
3: I thought the Beach Boys, they went there. They how went to Kokomo. Are you invent a
2: word, too, by the way? Anytime it goes with the like, O, oh, boys. Uh, how about Jumba Joe? How about Blumblingo? How about no, 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 Kokomo?
3: No. I don't know if they, they knew this, but in the middle of Indiana, so not in an island anywhere with the, all they sing about, there is a place called Kokomo, Indiana. No,
2: I heard you say that, but I don't know if they... Do you think they wrote that song after Kokomo, Indiana?
3: <laughs> I think they liked the way it sounded, Maybe. and then they came up with a fictional place for it. So next time you hear that song, it's, it's totally Fun fictional. Fun fact, your friend.
2: It'd be like, there's not even a place. Yeah. It'd be like, I bet you can't find it on a map in 60 <laughs> seconds, and if you can, I give you five bucks. If you can't, you gotta buy me a coffee. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find on a map. Yeah. That's what I would do. Fun. I mean. All right, wrap it up. Fun fact, Friday. <laughs>
3: Bobby Boneship The latest from Nashville and Hollywood Morgan number two's 30
0: Second Skinny
3: Lots of new music out today Dan and Shay dropped their new song I Should Probably Go To Bed So I should probably go to bed I
4: should probably turn off my phone I should quit
3: while I'm ahead I should probably leave Elena shared a new song from her upcoming EP. It's called Run. Run Walker Hayes and Nikita Carmen shared a collaboration. The song is called Then Some.
5: I'll get over you and then some.
3: Morgan number two, that's your skinny.
6: It's time for the good news with Bobby. Tell me something good.
2: Firefighters rescued six dogs from a house that was burning up in Washington, D.C., and thanks to their efforts, all the dogs survived. The D.C. fire and EMS was called to the blaze around noon. The temperature outside was hot, too. It was 100 degrees. The fire was in the basement of a two-story row house. Four residents got out, but they got there, and they were like, hey, uh... There are still dogs in there. So they're like, all right, we're going in. They say five dogs. A firefighter discovered a six that they weren't even told about that was lying unconscious. And so they did the dog, put the mask on it, revived the dog. All the dogs are safe.
3: Oh, dogs in breathing masks are like the cutest thing.
2: Did you see our buddy Bobo's dog? Mm -mm, What
3: happened happened to him? No, what happened? So he
2: comes on the show. He's he's, um, not just a nurse, an esthetician.
3: Uh, Anesthetist. It's a nurse. Yeah, I think there's a difference in those
2: things too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I think an esthetician is like popping zits or something. Right.
3: He's in the test. No, whatever it is, he has a job. Anesthetist.
2: His dog all of a sudden couldn't move his back leg, so he had to go to surgery and get Which
3: one? The little puggy one or the the canine? That
2: dog stuff, I watch a movie and if 100 humans die, I'm like, oh man, that's nice. But if you hurt a dog, pause it, pause it. Ugh. Um, Great story. Shout out firefighters that are doing that. That's what it's all about.
6: That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead.
2: Story of the day.
1: This story comes to us from Georgia. A man was sitting in his house when he heard something. He's like, man, that sounds like someone's on my roof. He checks the surveillance camera. And sure enough, a guy had used a ladder to get on his roof. He goes out there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm looking for my cat. Mm. They called police, and he was a peeping Tom that was wanted in the neighborhood.
0: Ew. Oh.
2: He's lucky the guy didn't go up there with a gun. Ah! Uh, if yeah. someone's on my roof and I think it's the person, he's going to get met with a gun. Mm-hmm. And it's not hey buddy what are you doing? It's get off the roof now and lay there until the cops get here. I guess like a- I mean but he travels with a ladder. That was crazy.
3: No, that, that sounds good like good peeping a- tom's always do. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's a lifetime original movie. There's this one, have you seen it where there's How a How does peeping- this
2: turn into a Yeah.
3: <laughs> listen, cuz there's a peeping tom in a neighborhood we'll and off. he wears all black. No, oh. but I can't it's just like it's on one of the. They have a mysterious side. Like they've got the happy, feel good Lifetime movies, and then they have like the more suspenseful side. And this is one of them. And I just remember it clear as day that they got him. Totally. I
2: thought you were going to say they fell in love. The guy walks out is like, Why are you peeping? <laughs> no. He's like, oh. And then all of a sudden music starts.
3: I get that's the typical thing. Yeah. Like he falls in love with the sweet coffee girl in no town. Peeping or whatever. Tom. No, no, oh. yeah. This is totally different. There's suspenseful versions.
2: I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> We watched Yellowstone episode two last night. What'd you
3: think? It's good.
2: I mean, I'll watch it. I like it.
3: You're not that into
2: it. No, I'm into it. I'm not ready and dialed in, but I definitely sit down and enjoy it. The crazy thing about it is, and this is not a spoiler, but in the first episode, they kill off one of the main characters immediately. So weird. You get cast for a big show, and then, all right, time to die. Don't say anything if it comes back to life like a zombie. Because I like zombies you'd spoil it for me.
3: Okay, I'm not saying anything. Are there any
2: zombies in Yellowstone?
3: I can't tell you. Because
2: then I will be in.
3: Okay. What does Caitlin think?
2: She really likes it. She's the one like, can we watch another episode? And I'm like, you can watch it without me if you want. But that
3: means you're not into it. Mm. You can watch it without me if you want. I know what that means.
2: What is, <laughs> it means I'm I'm pretty into it, but if she's dying to watch an episode, okay. it's not gonna be our, on our list of things
3: that you we must can't watch. watch without.
2: Like, we're not done with Unsolved Mysteries yet. If one of us watched that without the other one, it wouldn't be pretty.
3: You like Unsolved Mysteries better than Yellowstone.
2: Just different. Apples and oranges, Unsolved Mysteries are not connected to each other. They're just one-offs.
3: Well, but you put it in the category of can't watch without each other.
2: Just because we kind of got into that together. Okay. I'll watch Yellowstone. I saw episode three is only 47 minutes. Now we're talking.
3: See, it's not-
2: That first episode was an hour and 36 minutes. Are you out of your mind? I don't even like movies that long.
3: I don't even remember that, but I probably was excited that it was that. It's
2: probably so long you don't remember anything.
3: Honestly, I don't even remember who you're talking about that died, so I'm going to Google that.
2: In episode one?
3: I will remember once it's I It's a whole back. part
2: of the storyline.
3: Okay, but I watched that two years ago.
2: Well, get on track. <laughs> All the cool kids are on, on season one right now. Okay. But you love cowboys, and you love drug cartels. Yeah. I have a drug cartel story for okay. you. One of the most wanted drug cartel leaders in the world does believe in healthcare. Do you know El Mencho?
3: Mm, no, can't say that I do.
2: Did- he believes in healthcare so much that he has built his very own state-of-the-art hospital. El Mincho, real name Nemesio Cervantes.
3: Oh, if you would have used his real name, I know who you're talking about. You do? I'm just
6: kidding.
2: Oh. (laughs) He suffers from kidney failure. He built his own private hospital in order to avoid getting treatment at less secure places. The DEA is offering a $10 million reward for information leading to his arrest. Wow. Can't you just go find his hospital? Dang. Obviously, it's not built upward like a big hospital building. It's probably in some...
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a this little facility he put together that can treat him. Like, people off the street can't go and say, Hey, I have an emergency. I need to be in the hospital.
2: I don't think so. Mm-mm. Officials say he's very secretive. He hardly ever shows himself. But again,
3: 10, $10 million crazy. is
2: offered for his apprehension, and still nobody turns him in.
3: He is the most wanted criminal in Mexico and one of the most wanted in the U.S., And that all just seems so close to me. I mean, I guess when other people have been missing or, you know, you couldn't find them. Bin Laden. Like, there's caves and all kinds. But I'm like, where do people hide out in America and Mexico? It all just seems so close to me. It seems like they'd be able to find him. Especially with all the people that they have to work with. And if he has his own hospital and we know that.
2: What do you think? There are people who knows where he is, but they're just not turning him over because they're involved. That's how. Yeah,
3: and they don't want to get their head chopped off.
2: Or they're getting paid.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's safe there. Like that's what I've learned about these drug lords and these car. They'll shoot. Like you and I, we've been together forever. I mean, that they, they would kill you, like as me, if I were the drug. Like Weird it doesn't analogy, matter. But okay. No, I'm just saying that you think people, you think they're so close, and there's nothing that could separate them. And then the minute there's a threat about anything, or it doesn't matter, you're gone.
2: Eddie said when he was in high school that some of the kids. From Eddie, right? The cartels or would be going to your school?
5: Yeah, we knew a couple of kids where their dads were involved. I mean, it was something that we all knew. No one talked about it. But we all knew about it. Amy would have talked about it. She'd have been lining up interviews.
3: I don't know if I would have, because I wouldn't want to risk my family.
5: True.
2: <laughs> That's why you don't have family. Then you can. do I'm all the scared to say stuff right now. No. Uh, okay, Eddie. Anything you want to add to that story?
5: Uh, yeah, I mean. That I've never heard of El Mencho, but, I mean, that it is crazy to me that these guys cannot be found. Mm-hmm. The most wanted, but with all these people around them, they're like, oh, I ain't saying nothing. Cause but, he will, again, I think
2: up. not being found is unfair. I think people probably know where they are, but they're surrounded by so many people that will protect them.
5: That's we can't go get them right now. But like $10 million bones? Uh-uh. I know exactly where you are. Okay. I'll take them right to your house. <laughs>
3: The Government estimates that El Mincho's group has about <laughs> fifty billion in total assets. He's focused on trafficking cocaine and methamphetamine.
0: Eddie.
2: Yes. How much Eddie to t- to tip me off? Thousand dollars? No, I would go with a ten mil. Oh okay, that's nice. Amy thinks some people pronounce that nut almond, and I said there's nobody that pronounces it almond. Here you go. Here's a voicemail.
0: Morning studio. Just wanted to let you all know that if you live in the Central Valley of California and you know a farmer who grows trees with nets on it, they are a almond farmer. The L is silent. So it's not even really almond. It's almond. So, just thought I'd update you guys on that. Have a great day. You
2: ain't convince me that's real.
3: <laughs> and, and I'm I'm right. almond um hey, almond. But. You say
2: potato, I say potato. <laughs> I don't too. even
3: say almond. I just you just thought fought for it. That, you thought that
2: somebody said it in some part of the country.
3: I did. I thought it was like pecan and pecan. I did do
2: a putty dad. I did do a putty dad.
3: <laughs> Rude. Woo. The
6: Here's Amy's pile of stories.
3: So, there's this audio illusion thing from a few years ago that's making its way across TikTok right now and going viral, and people are freaking out. But, do you remember the whole brainstorm, green needle thing? Years ago. Yeah. Well, it's resurfacing. So, thought we'd address it. So, there's a man's voice, and he's either saying brainstorm or green needle. Here you go.
2: Right, I hear brainstorm.
3: I hear green needle. Right,
2: which is why it's going <laughs> crazy. Like That's I crazy. Hear, play it again, Raimondo Right. Now, now, do it again. Now, think of the word brainstorm while he did. says it. Did you hear brainstorm? I then? I still heard
3: green needle. But hold on, let me try one more time. But when he's okay, okay, because I hear the,
2: brainstorm, you hear green needle,
3: and it's really the second thing because there's kind of like a noise and yeah. then a. And then okay. he goes
2: brainstorm.
3: And then he goes green
2: needle. Right. So think of brainstorm <laughs> while he says it and I'll think of Green Needle, the opposite and okay. can hear it. Go.
3: Yes. Oh, I hear brainstorm.
2: And yeah, yeah. I hear Green Needle. <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. So, so you weird. actually hear them both. But it's but some of us are our brains work to hear the other one first.
2: There you go. Which is
3: weird. So we're different. But we knew that. We knew our brains were different.
2: <laughs> we go together. like... No, 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 All right, what else?
3: So they uh Jack Daniels has partnered with Eric Church to make a limited edition single barrel Tennessee whiskey. Eric Church's name is on the bottle. So if you're a big fan of either Jack Daniels or Eric Church, this might be cool to have. Or if somebody you know is, get them this really cool gift. It's at ninety-four proof. And they I don't say that it's sh- that's the alcohol level. Mm. Which I think I, is strong.
2: I just wish I drank for the only reason <laughs> yeah, that people send me so much alcohol.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I just, if anybody has a promotional thing that comes to my house, I got a little bar at the house. It's got all the fancy alcohol on it. For that reason alone, I wish I drank. Yeah. Because that looks pretty cool. I'm looking at the bottle right now. Eric Church, single barrel select Tennessee whiskey, 94 proof, yeah. 47% alcohol by volume. Don't know it's, what any of that means.
3: And it's got like a really cool eagle on it.
2: Yeah. 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 you see it? it looks is, that, cool. is that an eagle or is that like a chicken?
3: It looks like an eagle. Right. Is that a chicken? No. And like, I think the eagle is holding lightning bolts to make it even cooler. Hmm. If I know you don't drink, but if you were to partner with any drink company, it doesn't have to be alcohol, or if you could have Bobby Bones on a drink with an animal, what would you choose?
2: A drink, huh? Like a sparkling water? Probably. Yeah. And then I probably have either a Razorback
3: Holding watermelons. This is
2: Arkansas. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> holding like, I like red, any kind of red flavor. I just like red everything. All yeah. things red.
3: Is there any update on your shoe thing that you might be doing?
2: No, there's no update, but I'm a little concerned. I Why? Because if we launch a limited edition shoe, like a thousand pair of shoes, if nobody buys them, I'm going to look so foolish. Because this well, shoe company has come to me and said, hey, we'd love to, to do this. We'll make any money. We'll donate it.
3: You know what I saw this guy did the other day that put out a book? He bought 400 copies himself, <laughs> and, he got, and so he got in trouble. He got kicked off the list. Yeah. Uh, so there's that.
2: Just buy them all myself? <laughs> then I get banned <laughs> from the shoe stop. industry?
3: I don't know. I just
2: giving you a little the, idea. There's no update except my anxiety is going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, Okay, and speaking of more updates, uh, I have a couple from previous stories in the pile. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, remember he offered $5,000 to anybody that stole this woman's teddy bear that had a voice recording from her mother that had passed away. The teddy bear's been returned.
2: I saw. Awesome, huh?
3: What? Yeah, so that's super cool. And then we've talked about Dr. Dre getting a divorce at some point on the show, and we were very curious if he had a prenup because Dre's estimated worth is $800 million. And now we know there is a prenup.
2: $800 million. He sold beats and made all that money, more so than his music career. The headphones. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. They married in 1996.
2: Oh, yeah. She, so she's she been with get, him.
3: And they have three kids. And, yeah. Yeah, she
6: should get paid for sure.
3: Paid. I'm Amy. That's my pile.
6: That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy.
3: Tell me something good. So I just want to take a second to highlight a really cool group that I'd never heard of. It's called Sneakers for Soldiers. Made me think you, Bobby, because you love sneakers. But it's a nonprofit that sends sneakers to U.S. soldiers serving overseas and also those serving during the pandemic. And they've been getting more and more donations. And so it's super cool. They were able to just ship 300 pairs of shoes. um, And that's a monthly thing. They're up to 300 shoes a month, and they send them to Afghanistan, Syria, Iraq, and one Master Sergeant here, Master Sergeant David, they can't use his last name for safety, but he said that anytime those boxes arrive, it's like Christmas for all the soldiers.
2: I love getting—shoes are always a great gift if you can get somebody's shoes.
3: And they don't, they do like research on the soldiers they're sending them to. They don't just like get the donations and then throw them in a box and send them to the people. They really take into account their size and what they do and what they would like.
2: I've been in conversations with a shoe company about designing a shoe and putting out like a thousand pair and for all for charity. Like they're like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. I approached them. I was like, hey, would you guys want to do like a shoe drop? I love shoes. I design it. I don't need any money, but we give the money to, you know, a hospital. And so we're talking about it, but they're like, yeah, if we do it, it's a couple things got to happen, right? You have to design the shoe. And I'm like, what in the world am I? How do I design a shoe? What do I put on there? I don't know. Your face? I don't I don't no, no, want no. it to be about <laughs> me. Oh. I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about though, but I do love that idea, right? Mm -hmm. Like doing a a special shoe. Yeah, that would be awesome. I wonder if our listeners would buy it. Uh, Okay, that's what's up. That's a good story. That's what it's all about.
6: That was Tell Me Something Good.
2: Coming up in just a little bit, Dan and Shay will be in as part of the Friday morning conversation. Over to Amy now with the Morning Corny.
3: The Morning Corny. Why do some couples go to the gym together?
2: Why do some couples go to the gym together?
3: Because they want their relationship to work out. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That
2: was the morning corny. I was reading a story about the number one reason people give for not going to the gym right now is that they don't want to get coronavirus. But over and over they're saying, hey, supermarkets are much bigger hotspots than a gym could ever be because gyms are so much cleaner now. Like gyms are probably cleaner now than they were pre coronavirus.
3: Yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day that's going to her gym and she said it's actually amazing. People are so respectful. They wipe everything down and she's like, I never used to see that before coronavirus.
2: Yeah, and we gotta go to the supermarket and all of that stuff gets moved, switched, people buy it, hands everywhere. You can't keep that clean. Mm. So Gotcha. Just be careful. Do you ever wear gloves?
3: I was in the beginning, but now I'm not. So either I just try I carry to wash sanitizer and, and- Try to be aware, but
2: yeah. All right. You guys can call us 877 77 Bobby. This is Tammy.
0: Hey, Bobby. I'm trying to find a way to stream you live because in my area, I get hit and miss
4: reception with your show. I'm a new listener. Love, love, love your show. Please let me know. Thanks.
2: Okay. So if it's live, you can listen to us on the iHeart Country channel on iHeart Radio. So you have the iHeartRadio app. It's a fantastic app. Get your music, get your podcast, get your live radio. But you can listen to us live on the iHeartCountry channel. If we're off the air and you want to hear us, you can listen to the Bobby Bone Show On Demand channel on iHeartRadio or you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. But live, it's the iHeartCountry channel. Good? Got it. Thank you, Tammy, for that nice call, too, and that nice voicemail. Call us anytime, especially voicemails like that. Thank you. When I got my second corona test last night. How was it? Great. I knew how to do it. I put my head on the back of the car seat. Because what happened before, I leaned forward and they stick that Q-tip up your nose and you pull your head back. This time, I just took my head and I put my head up against the seat and kind of put a little pressure on it. So when they stick it in, you don't go anywhere.
3: Oh, pro tip.
2: So, you know, you learn a lot between your first and second corona test. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did a little swab and then they call me 30 minutes later. They say, hey, uh, results are inconclusive. And I said, What? I said, are you sure? Are you sure that's just not positive and you want to go retest it before you call and give me the bad news and you had 30 minutes? And they were like, yeah, we're sure. And So I said, okay, call me back. So I get off my little bike, go down, make a little dinner, have a little chicken wrap. Phone rings again. Hello? And he goes, um, Bobby? I said, yeah. He goes, we have the results. Uh, you're, you're negative. And I was like, why would you start with the tone of like, oh, uh, Bobby? There's no need for a sad tone. Mm-hmm. You should call and say, hey, man, guess what? Negative.
3: Negative, and maybe he just had to deliver the
2: weirdest tone.
3: Lots of negatives, and he's just feeling down.
2: Nope. I, I well, I asked him, I said, Hey, is it do you like calling and telling people that they're negative, or are you guys like rooting? Because I think they have a couple people to do the calls. I said, Do you guys like Sue as the most positives throughout the day as a game? Compete? What's
3: well, not okay, okay. I could see how it could be a fun game, but also not fun. because Here's the thing. If
2: you're dealing in corona all the time, you're looking for anything, one, to pass the time. And two, to find a little bit of humor.
3: Sure. Okay.
2: So uh, he was like, no. I was like, all right. (laughs) So he he liked you. But
3: secretly he. Maybe.
2: But I was negative again, second time. Congrats. Thank you. You have to get tested every week because of my Nat Geo show. I'll get tested next week here. And then from now on, I get tested every week on set. And if I get it, they shut down production. So that's why I'm not going anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I go to my house, I come to work. We'll go pick up some food occasionally. But,
0: that's you know,
2: it. I was struggling when we had to go to Caitlin's sister's engagement. Because I was like, but I couldn't miss that. But it was outside. I didn't get near folks. And then I kind of felt like a loser because I was the anti-social guy. But uh, then you saw Herman Cain yesterday. He died. That's very sad. Super sad. They think he got it at that rally in Tulsa. He signed the waiver, didn't wear a mask, and then he died.
3: I wonder if other people from the rally have tested positive.
2: There was a bump in that that Tulsa area with coronavirus.
3: Okay.
2: Guys, just wear your masks. I know I'm the guy that tells you to wear your masks. Just wear your masks. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Unless you're like in Wyoming where I'm going. There's no need for a mask if there's nobody around you, by the way. I'm also not the person that's going, just wear a mask, period. If there's nobody around you, why you gotta wear a mask?
3: Like, if you're on a walk and you're relatively yeah, yeah, yeah. by yourself. I just fine.
2: mean, if you're indoors and there are folks around, or if you're outdoors and there are folks super close, wear, wear a mask. mask. I'm a proponent for wearing a mask, anyway. I was
3: wearing a mask on airplanes before, it was cool. And it doesn't matter what your political party is, if you're feeling convicted about that, just wear the mask. Oh, like, I am even don't, thinking about oh, politics I, there. No, I, cause that's what, that's what I've seen online is it turns into, and I'm like, don't even think about that. If you feel like somehow you're disrespecting your party by doing either or whatever, like just wear the mask. It's fine. Nobody's going to think differently of you. And the ones that do, you, you don't really should care what they think anyways. Right?
2: Political, it just never pops in my mind.
3: Me neither. But I, I see know, it online when, about. oh no, because when I post about it, people send me mean notes.
2: Uh, people post mean stuff on my Instagram. I go to their house now.
3: Oh, really? And do what?
2: Don't worry about it.
6: Keep that secret. (laughs) Okay. The Friday Morning Conversation
3: with Dan and Shay.
2: They're here today. Have you guys been going many places at all? Or is this like the first stop in a while?
6: This is like the first time I left the house. I told Abby I was leaving. She's like, where where are you going? I was like, I'm going to Music Grove. We're, We're rocking. We're hanging on the Bobby Bones show. He's like, well, you haven't left in a while. I kind of made her a promise. I was like, I'm kind of never going to leave the house ever again. Even if things get back to normal, it's like, <laughs> we'll do it. shows and then I'm just posting up. It's kind of nice. This new song you guys put
2: out today, did you did you guys uh, write this during quarantine or was this a pre-song?
4: Kind of both. We actually started it in LA during Grammy week. We had like a few hours. We ended up going to a studio and writing with a couple of buddies. And when we got back, you know, obviously like all the craziness kind of happened and when we knew we were healthy, we ended up you know, getting back together and uh, we were just sitting around at Dan's house kind of jamming on piano and ended up kind of finishing it right there uh, on the spot. Yeah, we and were we just upstairs.
6: playing. <laughs> uh, we didn't have the song finished, we had like yeah. a verse and a chorus and then he starts going off on crazy vocals I was like, hold up, we're recording that right now, went upstairs, I don't have a studio but I've got a mattress leaning against the wall and like dog blankets all over the floor, <laughs> it, it, it suffices, it's DIY. So we tracked it in like right then and there, and uh, yeah, that's what you hear. Did you do
2: all the product? Did you do the producing on this song?
6: Yeah, did you, you you're, you're the guy. You sat down and you did all the little le- levels for better, or and- for worse. Yeah, wow. I mean, it was. i mean We didn't have when we were making the record. We didn't have access to big studios or musicians here in town. It was like, all right, plug it into bass. Got to get it done, and you probably don't want to hear some of those raw takes. But you know, thank God for Pro Tools. <laughs> we can make it happen.
2: Do you guys take a lot of pride in the teases leading up to these songs? Because you, you guys do the best
6: at it. It's everything to me. <laughs> I like it better than releasing actual songs. Uh, like I, I love making teasers, especially when I go in like do sound design. It feels like it's like scoring a movie or something like that. Love the teaser game. I'm gonna play the song. You're just gonna hang out for a little bit, but give me
2: like the the nerdy music answer. Like I'm just gonna say, tell me about the song. But how did you get the concept of the song? Uh, how long did it take for you to, to, to have it? How long have you held it private from everybody? Give me all that answer. We
4: kind of had, I don't think the label even, like no one really knew we were working on music. Dan and I just kind of text each other, but... I think uh, you know, when we started kind of getting in there, it kind of fell out you know, on the piano whenever we were just kind of going off and, and doing that whole deal. But, uh, so hold on, that. stop right there then. Yeah. You play, someone's on piano. Yeah, so Dan was on piano. Clank, clank, clank. Doing it. And then what do you do though when he's on piano? Well, I had like a, I was sitting down just like this and I was like, what about this? Actually, I was standing up. He was right, working on the TikTok sweats. dance. It was like a whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Somebody was holding a <laughs> pair of pants and he jumps into them. It's yeah, crazy. we're thinking 10 steps ahead. Yeah, I was thinking TikTok dance. But no, we, I just kind of started singing and it was really fun because I feel like you know, we were in tour mode and being able to kind of, you know, have that, uh, you know, swept out from under us uh, and kind of taken away, we were able to really focus on the music. And when we got back together after kind of having, you know, not even being able to see each other for so long, we got in that room and there was kind of the initial magic that we had at the beginning of starting to write. And it was just that excitement of like creating something again, you know. So we just kind of started I started spitting out some some things, random lyrics and, and melodies, and we're just like, this this is it, man. And uh, it, you know, we didn't even do like a there's no third course really, and it was just kind of that moment of this this could work. This is really cool. When did the par,
2: I should probably go to. When does that come out in
4: the the, the actual song when you guys
2: are writing it? That was at the first.
6: Yeah, first song I wrote the it. hook. We we had the hook. You know, it was in my phone for a long time, and we jumped. You know, we jumped into that pretty quickly. <laughs> we knew like, you know, we wrote that chorus. Dialed that, got the verses, got kind of the storyline, but never got to finish it. We had to leave the session to go somewhere else, and we sat on it for a little while. But we always sang it at soundcheck and stuff. Yeah. We knew it was a cool vibe. It's a then,
4: reoccurring vibe we'd play all the time. For f- se- people were like, what is that if song? For sure. Like, no, we, yeah. Our
6: crew was texting, like, what's that song? You got, we're like, I don't know. It's not done yet. So, uh, yeah, we got quarantined to think that we, uh, we were able to finish this one. I mean, we went super in on it. We took a crazy left turn at the end of the song. And I don't know. It's been obviously it sucks not being able to be on the road you know we were so hyped up for this tour and then the rug got pulled out from under us and from every touring artist in the world but uh you know it allowed us to take the time to really focus on records like Shay was saying dial it back to how we got together in the first place just writing songs and not having someone breathing down our neck saying we got to turn something in we got to crank it out quickly it was like we got all the time in the world man i don't you know we're not going to be able to tour the rest of this year so all we've got to focus on is music your fists hurt yeah. Well,
4: Dan, from Dan's. All, this
2: is all also walls. his from yeah. knocking yeah. down for, all those yeah, walls.
4: This is Dan's dream, by the way, because he would probably spent three weeks on like the kick drum sound at the end. Like he's just dialing <laughs> it. Like, hey, are you working on this oh, week? Oh, y- yes. Yeah. He's that guy for sure. For better, yeah. It's not. It's not <laughs> great. It's. Uh, I, I
6: focus on things that probably no one would ever hear, nor do they even matter. I don't know. It's just for personal satisfaction to satisfy my OCD. I don't know why I do it. Shay, are you like that with the vocals? <sighs>
4: You know, Dan. Dan does it for me, honestly. I, by the time, you know, he kind of, we obviously do like a million different takes, and uh, by the time I hear it, and he's kind of picked, you know, his favorite, it's usually pretty dialed in, and I'm like, all right, that's yeah, that's great. So he does. He makes me sound good. So yeah, it doesn't I, take I just much. go in there and sing.
2: So Amy, Dan's wife, Abby, my girlfriend, we're all on a walk. Yes, to help a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And so Caitlin comes home. <laughs> And she goes, hey, uh, saw Dan running. And I was like, yeah,
6: he goes, he had a pink scrunchie in his hair. Oh, my <laughs> God. oh called me out. Oh, that <laughs> pink scrunchie <laughs> legit. You're lucky I'm not wearing it right now. I, yeah. I, almost, I yeah. almost did. I had it on on the Peloton this morning. Try to compete with you, Mr. Peloton. I no, can't hang. I can't, I can't. hang. I did get my personal record the other day. Not to change the subject. That's exciting, though, right? I I was flipping out. I screenshotted it, airdropped it to Abby. I was like, you gotta have this. You know, this is like this is a special moment. It's so rewarding when you get it. <laughs> when you know you're getting close, like you push it real hard at the end, but you're only punishing yourself because I'm like, you know, maxing out in like the last sixty seconds when you're supposed to be cooling down, trying to like really, really blow it out on the personal record. And then the next time I try to get it, I'm not even close. And then you're disappointed with yourself. What's your pers- What's your highest? Well, we're gonna come back to the pink scrunchie, so you can walk <laughs> me away from it. <laughs> no, but, but then, no, no, no. Pink walked, Walks around. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. Around
4: it. That's uh,
6: amazing. Thirty-minute that ride.
2: That. I've gotten close to 500 before.
6: Okay, I got like 453. I felt good about it. it was really
2: I good. on my best though. I. Rode so hard, I started peeing blood oh. after. <laughs> so I, thought I, like, I thought you were like deering. Like, you're just like, I can't stop it. Well, I got off. and I was like, man, I really got to pee. Yeah, I think yeah. I did like 480 or something. Yeah. And I, I get geez. off and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm peeing blood. And you could, and it's scary. Yeah. So I call the doctor and he's like, uh, were you doing anything uh, a little harder than you normally do it? And I was like, "Well, i was trying to set a personal record on a Peloton, and that's the most important thing in the world to me." And he goes, "Okay, relax."
6: He goes, "Relax, Lance Armstrong." Yeah, so. for those of you who don't know, like 480 is absolutely unheard of. That's I got 450, and like I was going max capacity. I mean, I it was You're like being near too 50. nice.
4: No, I swear, it's 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 hard I'm, to break for I'm on the Peloton game a little bit. But I don't even know, what I haven't even gotten to that level. Like, I'm probably like, a, I've probably gotten to like 50 maybe. 100, I don't know what that means, but that seems like a good, like what you guys are talking about, I haven't, with I haven't reached Shay, that. Yeah, it's like,
3: who wants to beat a does personal that? record? Me, I, I get Shay. embarrassed
4: that people will see my score oh, and stop. I don't live up to what I'm supposed to live up to. The that you to. have a personal record, like, I haven't even gotten that far. <laughs> I mean, I like to, I don't like to set limits on myself. You know what I mean? Like 50 was pretty good, because if that was, if 20 was my limit, mm. I'm killing it. I'm absolutely killing it, so... That's do solid. you have your uh, set list of the tour when it was canceled on your phone? Do you have the set list? That would, I'm sure I do. I probably got it by memory,
2: right? Well, yeah, what what was done. the first? What did you guys go out to? What was the first song? Ten thousand hours. Oh, oh I mean, it they, when just, they just lit up. Didn't just, just came out with the
4: heater, you know? <laughs> <Can't wait>.
2: oh. <laughs> so is that what you want to do when you guys start your set? You want to hit them hard with the big one?
6: You have yeah. to have to we did it in an interesting way we had like a super dramatic two minute like the teaser kind of thing like i spent weeks doing sound design it sounded like i was scoring a christopher nolan movie or something <laughs> just like absolutely obnoxious yeah we had a, i don't want to reveal too much because like we went so you in. might We're probably take it gonna back. use the same production oh, yeah. again on, when we come back
2: We
4: tour again 2025 it's gonna be great yeah
2: <laughs> what was the uh the encore and would you do it anyway because once the fray was doing a show and i'll let you answer it, but the fray was doing a show and i was at the show and i was on the side and they went out and they played and you know you remember the fray now, yeah, of course yeah. yeah so they played and they came out and the crowd was chanting we want more and they listened and they're like and they're not young enough they just went home they just got on the bus and left
4: <laughs> unreal that's such a that's such a i don't even know if it's a power play it's just kind of rude you well, come there I watched them do it and I was like oh really they're listening to the crowd that's great yeah yeah. would you guys
2: ever not go out for an encore or was it always just scheduled in it was scheduled, it was scheduled by, by, by time we were doing
4: like I mean I think we ended with tequila we're like we're not gonna not go back and play oh, tequila point, you know yeah. like yeah so we, we would always God. kind of plan it. But it
3: what, what we, if my thing is, is what if you schedule an encore, but then nobody's really people like cheering leave. for it? They're like, no, no, we've I, had enough.
6: I, <laughs> no, we get it. <laughs> we get no, no, like, Audible's like, on the like,
3: we're I'm, good. Like at random
6: festivals or something? We have done that. It won't be we going off. Go. I'll be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, no encore tonight. Just like jump right into Tequila.
2: When you guys went on the Elmo talk show, that was so cool.
4: That was honest, that was a like a dream. Yeah. And an honestly, probably like the, maybe the funnest thing we've ever shot. And the coolest thing that we've ever got to like, as far as like TV shows go, that was, I mean, everybody was so sweet and it was so different where like, you know, Elmo is obviously a very famous character, you know, but you don't have, like when you go on like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, like those guys are superstars already. And obviously Elmo is too, but then there's a guy playing Elmo who like, if you didn't know who that was, you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, that's the guy who played Elmo like on the street. You wouldn't really know him. It's so, like everybody was just so sweet. And, and Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Coates, not they don't have egos either, but like- it was very interesting where it was like all these really famous, you know, people and characters and the people playing them. You know, you, I, I've never, I didn't know what they look like. And, you know, it was a really cool kind of moment to be able to do that.
2: The guy that's running Elmo, as you're doing the Elmo talk show, is he also doing the voice or is he yeah. just doing the movement? You
4: actually didn't you do the voice? I did. I actually did the voice. <laughs> you did both? You interviewed him. <laughs> no, he did. I did try to do like an Elmo impression.
6: Hello, boys and girls.
4: That's pretty solid. That's pretty That's good. My elbow. Watching that
6: happen, like the puppetry was so crazy. Like the set is built like, you know, halfway up their bodies, so yep. they're holding the stuff like above, so that their heads are underneath. They're the above them. Yeah. Yeah. With screens down below, it's insane to watch. I mean, they're like they gotta have like their they ha- well, like, the, well, the, the arms problems. are
3: hanging.
4: Oh, they have strings on their hands. No, their the puppet the puppets they're they're underneath. The puppets are above. So like okay. everything they're like yeah, underneath. Yeah, yeah. Like the stage is set up, and so everything that you see, like they're standing up and they're doing it. Like even the band and everything that they have. So it's up like there. they're standing
2: in the basement. Yes. Yeah. And the puppet is on ground level. Yeah. And yeah. They're working the puppet that way. It's crazy. It was they're one of the most the impressive screen.
4: things I've ever seen. Like whenever you're watching them, they're doing the voices, and then some of them are like moving their their arms and like playing the drums and doing all this stuff. It was very very impressive. But he actually, they were the guy was really sweet. He made a uh, video for I think for my little boy. And I think it made one for Abby and Hannah. too. Yeah. It's just like making these videos like from Elmo. Like, who has a video from Elmo on their phone,
2: you know? Here is I Don't Want to Live on the Moon from Elmo's Not Too Late show.
4: Though I like to look down at the earth from above I would miss all the places and people I love So although I may go, I'll be coming home soon Cause I don't want to live on the moon
2: I love the version of this song. I love Thank you. this is great. It's so Thanks, wholesome, man. right? We played it when you after you guys did the show and I was like, "Man, I love this." It's
6: that, a was, a great, that was almost
4: our next single. <laughs> honestly, honestly, yeah, it's a
6: great song. It's it's a classic. It's so it's, good. Yeah. We had nothing to do with writing it, but it's amazing. It's a really well it could be like a country hit. Like it's the songwriting is amazing. There's a couple parts that like, you know, <laughs> maybe really get ambitious, <laughs> but it's
4: really good. <laughs> well, like, you know, your fishes uh friends, you know. Yeah. Some little lyrical hear changes the, you hear the lion's roar. Yeah.
2: Are I don't you know. Guys, that's deep. I'm gonna ask a question, all your diehards, because you guys do super serve your 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 fans, yeah, as well if not better than any artist I've ever seen. Like you, your priority is your fans first and foremost. Um, what's happening with like the whole project? Are you guys announcing anything? What's, what's going on? Just one song.
6: I brought it here with me today, Bobby. <laughs> Pull out <laughs> yeah. a physical copy. No, it's a, it's a uh, it's a process, man. We like to focus on quality, I guess, over quantity, and we go so in on each song. I mean, there's just like. It's not only just making the song, writing it, recording it, you know, mixing it, whatever. It's like the branding, flipping the socials, doing all the teasers, all that stuff, making a video. It's just like we go all in. It's like a full 360 thing. So it's uh, I think once we get this, you know, launched in a few weeks into the cycle, then, then we'll dig back in. We got a lot of amazing stuff that we started writing before quarantine. But, you know, this moment will allow us to really dig in. And I don't know. I, I feel like Tequila Speechless you know 10,000 hours that stuff kind of sets the bar so we gotta put that much focus and effort into everything else that we do it's you know our fans are home they deserve it we can't go on tour so there's no excuse yeah. let's play Dan and Shea Urban Legends while you're
2: here I'm gonna all read right. you guys Urban <laughs> Legends we found out about you online Oh. and you can't believe everything you read on the internet about yeah. you about me about anybody yeah. uh, so I wanna ask you guys if uh, these are true or not uh, here we go I'm so nervous right they're right. all true
1: <laughs> Dan and Shay Urban Legends <laughs>
2: The first song you ever wrote together got put on hold for Rascal
4: Flats. Yeah,
2: that is true. It's true.
4: The first song,
2: like out of the box, you wrote one together, and all of a it's like, yeah, we'll- we'd like to hold that one.
4: Yeah.
6: I think Jesse Frazier, we-, we were writing it at Major Bob where he was working, yeah. publishing house on Music Row. He bet us $10 that it would get put on hold, and that, like, I don't know if he ever paid up, but $10 yeah, was life changing for us back then. I'll still yeah. take, t- I mean, if I can win so a $10 great. bet, I will be very, very happy. Yeah.
2: That was yeah, that's true. Urban legend, shake and hit a note so high, <laughs>
4: he has shattered glass. You know, I don't, don't want to say it publicly, you know, to ruin it. But you know, honestly, I, I kid you not. <laughs> the room we recorded,
6: I should probably go to bed. And the window is shattered. It might just be because. There was some was negligence old. in the building of the house. Or something. I don't know, or I don't he know. We got robbed happened. the night before. I don't know yeah. what happened, but the window is shattered right by. Or we have a mattress leaning against it when we were singing. So yes, the window is shattered where we recorded yeah. this song. Is that oh, yeah.
2: even possible, though, that someone can sing so high they can shatter a glass? I don't know. You tell me, Bobby. No, I don't yeah. know. I'm. You tell okay, me. Okay, so that one's not, right. true. <laughs> that not true. That was uh, not true. Urban legend: Is it true you've showed up at fans' weddings and performed for them?
6: It's true. true. Wow, true. Justin yep. Bieber. <laughs> yeah. No, we've we shown up at fan, other fans' yeah. weddings. We did sing at the Beebe's
4: wedding though. It was crazy. Yeah. But well, we have showed up and that was that was a that's the scariest thing I think we've ever done, honestly. Because we've heard like there's been times like from their parents, like we've heard like you know, they're huge fans. And you don't just crash somebody's wedding unless they're like super fans. You know what I mean? Like that's a terrifying moment of like Ah, and they're like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> yeah. how hey, listen, dare I've done you that version of here. it before. That's terrifying, where they're like, dude. "Hey, come
2: to the wedding and I come." Most people are like, "I don't
4: know who that is." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, "These these guys need to get out of here." Oh, no, All God. right, they're not even wearing suits. It's you ridiculous. go with a
2: guitar? If you would go in, would you go in and play?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Um, this is a weird one. I've never even heard this theory. It's a uh, this one's about Dan Dan, they say there's no record of you before 2012. Is it, hold on, here's why. Is it true Dan was part of the Witness Protection Program and was relocated to Nashville where he started Dan and Shay because there is no record of him at all before 2012? Can't speak to that. Okay. Can't speak
6: to that.
4: Yeah, that no comment. There's not a lot on you oh before 2012 online. DL Got it wiped clean. Okay. So, yeah, we don't talk about that, Bob. You should probably yeah. can't air this, actually. Yeah. This isn't even legal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have to t- we'll have a, talk. We'll have a uh, talk. True or false?
2: Is it true you guys got so much tequila because of the song Tequila that you re-gift bottles to family and friends nonstop? <laughs> what?
6: It's, regifting? I mean, re-gifting isn't something that we
4: do.
2: Bobby,
6: they but don't
3: regift. I actually
6: did re-gift. Well, I had four bottles of 1942, which for anybody who drinks tequila is very expensive. Like, I don't think I've ever paid for a bottle myself because I would just not be able to do that It's like
4: 150 bucks
6: it's very expensive but i had like a couple bottles in the closet and i and we brought up this band called the band camino on our arena tour to kick off the tour gave them each a bottle and they're like oh how generous <laughs> man. Yeah, no you guys way. spent 600 bucks yeah. on this tequila nah. guys are so generous. even though it says like congrats on your grammy nomination dan and shay <laughs> yeah, all, that's the worst
4: part is that you can't re-gift some of them because they're like specific like congrats on dan and shay congrats on selling out this thing and you're like Wow, thanks a lot, dude. It's like you can't ever sell like this watch. Like Darius Rucker gave us this watch, and it says "Good for a Good Time Tour" on the back. Can't sell it. Now. Or can you yeah. sell it for more? I probably could, but yeah. he would know about it immediately. Well, so, listen, yeah, I always love having you here. You put
2: out another one, and we'll see you guys uh, soon. We missed you, man.
4: It's good to see you in in person. This is like the first human interaction that I've had in a while. So, Aww. yeah. So <laughs> <Stop crying. laughs> Thank you so much. I just oh. missed. Touch. I missed you guys. Oh, all right. Well, let's.
2: Well, we'll let you guys get out of here now. Dan and Shay. It's time for the good news
1: with
4: Bobby.
6: Tell me something good.
2: Firefighters rescued six dogs from a house that was burning up in Washington D.C. And thanks to their efforts, all the dogs survived. The D.C. Fire and EMS was called to the blaze around noon. The temperature outside was hot too; it was hundred degrees. The fire was in the basement of a two story row house. Four residents got out, but they got there and they were like, hey, uh, there are still dogs in there. So they're like, all right, we're going in. They saved five dogs. A firefighter discovered a six that they weren't even told about that was lying un- unconscious. And so they did the dog, where they put the mask on it, revived the dog. All the dogs are safe.
3: Oh, dogs and breathing masks are it's like the cutest thing.
2: Did you see our buddy Bobo's dog?
3: Mm-mm. What, what happened? happened to him? No, what happened? So he
2: comes on the show. He's, he's um, not just a nurse, an esthetician?
3: A anesthetist. It's a nurse Yeah, I think there's a difference in those
2: things, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I think an esthetician is like popping zits or something. Right.
3: It? He's in the test. No, well, whatever it is, he has it. a job. Anesthetist. His
2: dog all of a sudden couldn't move his back leg, so he had to go to surgery. And get Which his
3: one? The little puggy pug. one or the... Yeah. Okay. The that, that
2: dog stuff, I watch a movie and if a hundred humans die, I'm like, oh man, that's nice. But if you heard a dog, I know. pause it, pause it. Ugh. Um, great story. Shout out firefighters that are doing that. That's what it's all about.
6: That was Tell Me Something Good.
2: All right, Dan and Shay have been hanging out, so we brought them back in the studio. Uh, we just did the dance party. They're still here, so we said, why don't you guys come on and uh, play a music game with us. So, a long time ago... Dan, you had sent me Shay's isolated vocals on a song. Yeah. And so I just remembered that and I thought, let's bring them in and I'm going to give you um, the isolated vocals, right? And all you have to do is tell me the artist. Okay. They're all pretty easy. Okay. All right. Okay, here's number one.
1: Oh, here she comes. Watch Holy
2: out Oates.
4: That's true. Band Eater. Do you guys know Holland Oates? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like us people, oh, yeah, we actually know John Oates pretty well. Who lives here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we know John. They've been, I've never actually met Daryl. No. Before, but John, he's really good friends with Espo, our record label president, and so we actually we went to their show. They played. We watched them at the Ryman. Mm-hmm. And I think we also went to see them at Bridgestone a couple times. So, yeah, they're unbelievable. All right, here's the next one. Let it yeah. play for a little bit. Okay. Here we go. I'm a face. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I am shamed, Natalie and Brilia. That's
2: correct. Oh, Natalie and Brilia torn. torn. Nice. Good. Okay. This one will be pretty easy. Go ahead
4: take a look around okay i know i'm it. the
0: sunshine lone star. In your yeah
4: yeah yep. lone already, star. Already, home? Or already already home we there. already there I'm already there i was a huge lone star fan they didn't you sing amazed at the opry mall and make I a did. cd this was when i was like 17 i was i was dating <laughs> this girl and i i like went to opry mills mall and they used to have that little booth you go inside at the time they had speakers <laughs> on the outside and You'd like make a cd right yeah you're making yeah. a cd i recorded two songs i did amazed and I, I think I did uh, good directions by Billy Carrington. And I went in there and I did it. In, like the mall, like people started to, like gather. I thought it was a superstar. There was like five people that gathered, but that's still a gathering, you know. So it was you looked exciting. out at the
2: little, the little trailer, and people are out there watching you. Yeah, sing. they're
4: like watching, and like I mean, I felt like an absolute superstar. I was like, <laughs> things are going well from there. like <laughs> 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 so the I girl think? think though? Yeah, what's she, she think? think? I gave it to her, and I gave it to her for her birthday, and uh, yeah, you know, things didn't work out. We were, <laughs> we were I was like sixteen, But, yeah. Name can this one. I think about it every day. Always Blank 182.
2: Right. Yeah. All the small things. So, all those. Waiting. Like, talk me through this, Dan. Turn that up, Raymondo, for a second. Say it ain't so Is that his voice go. with reverb on it? Off. Ray, play Hearing it from the beginning me. again. Are those his? the other band members Always coming in? Like, what are you hearing here?
6: Right there? That's a harmony. So Tom is singing lead there, Tom DeLonge. And then I think Mark comes in with a low harmony, like, counter melody. But there's a bunch of Tom. There's at least three Tom vocals in there. Yeah. That's you how can you hear, hear all that right there. Yeah,
2: for Did sure. You hear
3: that? Yeah. You hear that it's, there's three of the same person.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Shay, do you ever amazing. go in and, and sing? Because I know... Dan, you and Shay will do. Har- you'll do it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever sing your own harmonies? Mm-hmm. So you'll go. Ah, and yeah, you go, we'll, ah.
4: we'll stack them sometimes. Sometimes I'll do like a high harmony. Yeah. And then we'll just like while I'm in there, I'll just while we're trying to figure out some harmonies, I will like you know lay lay some down and just to have like a layer in there. Do you ever, we sing, do a high, lot of you ever sing higher than
2: him, yeah. or do you sing lower than him most of the time? Me? Yeah.
4: But all, all, above. all yeah. of the above. Really? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: All right, uh, name this one. It's like
6: rain. Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm.
5: Free Ironic.
2: See, in this, you can hear like these breaths, right? And I'm I'm curious as a producer, Dan. Ray, if you'll play that again from the beginning.
5: It's like Ray! <gasps> like Ray. Uh, it's the free Like right there, like
2: would you cut out when, when you guys are producing a song, you're producing a song, and, and
6: Shay's going,
5: ah,
6: ah. I'm so hyper-aware of volume on breaths. I clip-gain every single breath on a record, and I only leave Shay's lead vocal breaths in there. So if he sings a double and a triple, which I usually do, so I'll put his lead vocal definitely, down the Definitely, center. Judge Wapner, Judge Wapner. Yeah. No, we have no idea what you're <laughs> oh, saying right now. It's interesting. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll triple him, like on a chorus, to make it sound thicker, to you know, give it a little bit of a phase. Like I'll triple him and pan one of them, like the left vocal, I'll pan it like 30 degrees left and the other one 30 degrees right. So it widens it up on the chorus, but I'll cut out like the double and the triple, the breaths, because if there's multiple breaths happening and hitting the compressor, it's going to just sound very, very... Not adults only. It's going to be very amateur.
4: That's what I was thinking. But they, I feel like, too, it, like
6: not having breasts is very weird. You got to it have.
4: Really... It's an art to
6: like yeah. comp in natural breathing for a second. You notice it's...
4: when there's not breasts. I remember we were listening to, that's where the, uh, the Hot Girl <laughs> yeah. Bummer Challenge came from. We started doing the, I say we started doing it. We did it one night when we were in LA. And it was uh, <laughs> when you Bear. listen to Hot Girl Bummer, there was like this by Black Bear. His whole, like when he starts in, there's no breaths for like a minute and a half. And you can hear, it. and he definitely didn't like do that live. You know, in the studio, obviously, But there was no breaths. No, and I was like, this is unbelievable. I it's, noticed it. So, like, we it's like It's like a minute ready thirty ready. seconds. It's almost. Uh, so then we like, did impossible. the Hot Girl Bummer challenge, where I tried to actually do it live, and we did it. It's pretty big deal. So
3: you didn't. So that I means you win a minute and whatever. Singing it was a long no time. Yeah. It
4: was either one minute or like thirty minutes. Okay, it was one. It yeah, was probably, one of those. 30, yeah. probably thirty. I don't yeah. know. Here's tequila,
2: though. I want to hear see if I hear a breath in this.
3: But when I taste tequila, baby, I do
4: yeah. that. But
3: that's just one of the breaths, and there's 30 degrees other and they way pan on the other breath, and then six. If you oh, take yeah. I heard that. And that. I heard that. and, and I hear three shades.
4: <laughs> well, I was. We have no idea. They were all present.
3: But we're very present. impressed. Like I yeah. actually, yeah, we don't. I I don't understand, but something about it is very. Or maybe it's just the way we talk about it. I can you tell you when an artist
6: or when a record like doesn't do like good editing on the record, and I can hear it if they leave the background vocal. Some Sometimes it's intentional. If it's a duet or something like that, you want it to sound like two singers naturally singing. So there's like natural flam, which is when vocals are offset from each other and you can hear both of them existing. But if you're trying to make it tight, like it's all one voice, then you got to chop out the breaths on the background vocals.
4: Oh. It's this weird, has been our class. Thanks for tuning in. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> like when I, I like listen
2: that. to radio shows or I listen to podcasts, I can tell by the quality of mic they're using if they're in yeah. the same room. Uh-huh. I can tell. Sometimes what processor they're using just because like I'm really in I'm every day yeah. I'm in this. Oh, yeah. I can tell like if I'm listening to ESPN radio. They're like, Hey, we're doing the show. I can tell they're in two different cities. They never have to address it, but I can just hear it in my ears. Yep. Yeah. But
3: average slide. listener wouldn't maybe right. hear it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. They will now after watching this, you know. <laughs> You're going to really take a deep dive. Uh, okay, well, that's that's the game. Hey, that was a pretty cool little
2: lesson. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, I got you. Anytime, anytime. It's and probably... It's, I'm going to go back and slow it down and listen to it again.
4: Learn. <laughs> Same. I'll send you a session. I'll send you a screenshot. It's absolutely We got Madden. pretty obsessed with... uh I got, like, you know the chipmunk vocals? Like, you know how, like, the chipmunks have, like, the albums. They put them out and stuff. I, like, mentioned to Dan that I love that. we're like, it would be pretty funny if, like, there was a version of our song. Yeah, chipmunk like, version so and what they was. do is that they you, you know
2: them. this right they sing it really yeah. slow so they can speed it up more so than they sing normal and
4: speed it up if that's why it sounds if you sing it normal it sounds like a little ridiculous but if you do like they sing it like real slow and they speed it up sounds unreal you love the chipmunks I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan when of you chipmunks. found out that was a highlight of our career when it you was. found out we had a chipmunk song yeah they had done one of our like. A, there's like a bunch on YouTube I was so stoked
3: like Alvin and Simon
4: yeah well, I know, but it was a guy. It was like I don't know who it was. It was like it was Dave. Yeah, it was this. yeah. So it was a pretty weird account. I wouldn't take a deep dive on it. Okay. It was like pretty strange. It's like might be on the dark web. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> they've been here it's for an hour. an hour.
2: We got to let them go. Uh, Dan and Shay, new music out today. Uh, always fun to talk to you guys and uh, we'll see you soon, all right? That's right. good to see you guys. There they are. Dan and Shay, everybody. <laughs> Most parents think they already know what their kids will be when they grow up. Back oh, in, they do. Back in the day, our parents didn't know we wanted to be. Mm-mm. They didn't push us, or they did, but they didn't really have any control over it. But now they say parents pretty much just know. What will your kids be, Amy? Go. <laughs> I,
3: don't, I have no idea. So Shira wants to be a doctor slash actress. Nice. I could see her doing either or. I've encouraged her to play a doctor on TV. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Stevenson might, it will be a DJ.
2: Like a music DJ?
3: Yeah, he loves that. He loves Alexa and picking songs and playing music, and he always wants to say, says, hey mom, can I make you, can I play you a playlist?
2: Have you thought about getting him like a little record scratcher, like turntables?
3: No, but that would be a good idea, huh? Does he
2: still play drums? No. He quit?
3: No, well, we quit going to drum lessons, and so... We're not really pursuing that anymore. He hasn't said, oh, man, I really miss drums. So I'm like, okay, we won't have to do that anymore. Is she still playing an instrument? No, but she has the keyboard in her room, and she wants to keep it in there. But we moved from where we were taking lessons, and I'm not going to drive them that far. So maybe if we find a place over nearby.
2: Parents today don't have the same dreams for their children as previous generations. Where back in the day it was, all right, we want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Now they're like, hey, just go out and do whatever makes you feel good.
3: Yeah. Hmm. I'm down with that. What did you, I mean, did you have any insight from your grandma or your mom of like, hey, we see you being this?
2: No, they were disappointed I got into this field. Oh, really? Yeah. They were like, you should be a doctor. You're the smart one.
3: Oh, well, so
0: there you go. And so
2: I was like, no, I'm going to go make $6, $7 an hour working at 3 a.m. talking over song intros for 12 seconds and struggle. Mm -hmm. They were so disappointed in me. And I was like, trust Mm -hmm. me. The, if the worst thing that can happen is I'm super satisfied with what I'm doing and still broke, I'm good. I know how to be broke. Yeah. If the worst thing that happens is I love my job and I'm getting by, great. That's the worst case scenario. In the end, it worked out.
3: They would be so proud of you. I think so. Right? I oh, know, I know so.
2: My grandma never got to see me have any success. My mom got to see it a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit. She got, One of her last things was whenever we were in Austin, I got to go on uh, and host Kel- with Kelly Rippa.
3: Yeah, I remember that.
2: Yeah. So she
3: watched you. I was so proud.
2: That was one of the last one of the last things. But I was never on the radio in Arkansas really until after my mom died. So she would just know about what was going on, but never actually got to hear it. Maybe at the very, very end. But, yeah, it was never really a thing. But, yeah, no, nobody was really like that. You should do this. Um, So there's that. I do have, if we want to play this game, the food feud this week. I do have our two things here. To the Food Feud? yeah. Everyone with me here? All right, let's go. Hit the food, food Feud. It's hard to say. The Bobby Bones Show. Food Feud. Right? Every Friday, we put two famous food rivals in a head-to-head competition where we determine once and for all which food is the best and which food needs to be put to rest. Today, it's the battle of frozen treats. It's ice cream. I have them both in my hand right now. In the red corner, they're made with real ice cream mixed with candy and cookie pieces all mixed up. Everything from Oreo, M&M's, Butterfinger. From the restaurant known for its use of car hops who sometimes zoom by on roller skates with your food. A small one with Oreo, which is what I have here, will run you about 900 calories. Give it up for the Sonic Blast! <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Can I take a bite that- out of this one?
5: No,
2: no one no, did, no. Oh, is this where the spoon was? That's where the
5: spoon was. Yeah, you're good. All
2: right. <laughs> Introduced yep. in 1985, from the blue corner, it was a big step forward in ice cream shop innovation. They've been made famous by blending popular sundays, their signature soft serve. It's so thick, they can hold it upside down out the window. A small one with Oreo will run you about 620 calories. It's the DQ Blizzard! Yeah! Right, Sonic Blast versus DQ Blizzard. Lunchbox, you're going first.
1: Man, as a kid, every Sunday night the DQ Blizzard on Sundays was 99 cents. I would beg my parents to take me. Once every two months they would, and they would hang it outside down at out the window. My sister did it one time, it dropped right in her lap. Oh. Now the blast at Sonic, we would ride our bikes down to Sonic to get it. But guys, this is hands down. The DQ Blizzard is a home run winner. Give me the Blizzard. Wow. One vote for DQ.
2: Morgan, number two.
3: It's no competition for me. It's the DQ Blizzard all the way, baby.
2: Wow. Two Blizzards. We may have a runaway here. I'll go next. Just because I love Sonic so much. I go all the time. And I'll get one of these occasionally. Exactly. This is Caitlin's exact order, too. I'm going with... The Sonic Blast. Amy?
3: Oh, it's so easy. It's the Blizzard. No question. <laughs> the
5: heck like,
3: right when you held them up, <laughs> yeah, I thought, how is this even a competition?
5: Eddie, what would you have picked? Bones. I think you're being really sweet with going to the Blast, but it's the Blizzard. Come no, on, it's, dude. you guys are crazy. <laughs> no, we're not. Right. Yeah. There's your winner. Woo! The Blizzard wins. Wow.
3: So, are we eating those or what? I just brought
2: one in for visuals. <laughs> oh. Okay. You want it? No one's touched it yet. Not yet. I don't even
3: know that I know what a blizzard tastes like. Well, why don't you just do it a Yeah, you'll change your vote. Tastes Sier, like a blast. you like, oh, okay. Mm.
1: No, okay. it's better than a blast,
2: Eddie. There's a blizzard. It's mm. pretty good. We have a bite, too. All right.
0: Okay.
2: Going in for the Sonic Blast to see if my vote changes. Where
3: well, they put the Oreo on top, though. A little extra Oreo on top. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well...
2: I stand corrected. The Sonic Blast is even better than I thought. Sonic Blast again? Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Oh, boy. That's it. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday. Bye guys.
0: This is the Bobby Show. On Crook & Chase Nashville Chats, a visit with global superstars Brian Kelly and Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line. Now, they've made history with their music and have been just as successful offstage. However, there's
1: one thing they've decided they won't do during the pandemic. You'll learn what and why. Plus, a chat about what they'll explore next and fashion, family, and out of nowhere, butt skiing.
0: <laughs> it's Tyler and BK with CNC. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.